Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is the uh, podcast where we read through books, uh, most of us for the first time. In this episode of Death Readers, we'll be reading through uh, Michael Crichton's The Lost World, the sequel to Jurassic Park. This is episode 80 of Death Readers, and that means we're going to be reading through chapters interior through chapter king. Chapter king! If this is, if this is your first time listening... Um, the way we're going to go through this podcast is we're going to go through chapter by chapter, page by page, taking notes and talking through their, our notes together. We encourage you, the listener, to read along with us, and then you can listen to the podcast as a companion piece to your reading. I don't know about you, but for me, it's almost like having friends. Almost. <laughs> Mostly. Near, nearly. <laughs> Do we have any housekeeping, or did I miss anything? No. Sweet. Yeah. I remember the action of doing it, but not the content. Me neither. It feels like it was forever ago. It's been a long week. It's been a long week. It's been a real long week, but that's not what this podcast is about. No. So, what this podcast is about is our first chapter. Interior. Crocodile alligator. Um, What? I have and what did that mean? What? What did crocodile alligator mean? It's not just a. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. Okay. You don't need to. You don't need to concern yourself with it. No, I have to worry my pretty head. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my first note. I wrote. It's been a long week. What's this? <laughs> what's this building? Or are we being uh, treated to an in media res introduction? Do you not remember where we are in the book? I remember the kids in the trailer, and I remember uh, the grown-ups okay, outside grumping around. And so I remember them looking at all the dinosaurs and being bored with the dinosaurs. I don't remember them accessing a building. So catch me up. They they discover a concrete building oh. that has uh, a lot of stuff in it. They f- like it's it's like the kind of building that's a mix of like dirty and derelict and well, messy well, and stuff i i mean i read every description of the building today in these chapters in right. these chapters so have they been inside the building because my next note's about the lobby and if they're they can't be farther than the lobby so did they enter the building in the last chapter that they i think the last chapter of the last episode yeah now i haven't listened to it yet technically um, the last chapter of the last episode was the kids in the trailer going well pee. then before that right um just reread the book to me right 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 well i don't remember where we i don't remember <laughs> this is very far back my memory is that, that that we were ending the last episode with the adults just outside okay of the that's just the part that's the, the slice of this uh tome that i do not recall okay i'm very nearly there hey this is all cut. I'm going to cut it all out. No one's going to hear this at all. Eddie parked his Explorer, turning it around to face the back way they had come. Thorn maneuvered the trailers alongside the car and cut the engine. He climbed out into the still, hot morning air. Malcolm got out and stood with him. Here, in the center of the island, it was completely silent, except for the buzz of insects. Eddie came over, slapping himself. Great place, huh? No shortage of mosquitoes. You want to get the son of a bitch now? 
Eddie unclipped a receiver from his belt and cupped his hand over the display, trying to see it in the sunlight. Still right over there, he pointed to the main building. Hmm. What do you say? Let's go get him, Thorn said. The three men turned, climbed into the Explorer, and, leaving the trailer behind, drove in hot sunlight toward the giant ruined building. Is it me or does Malcolm not do a lot until he's required to do something Malcolmy? Yep. Interesting. No, no, it's just you. Interesting. No, I'm joshing. You're right. He, he does. He does only do that. I only have an overview for this chapter, so if oh, you'd like to continue, I will continue. Why does the secret compound building have a commercial style lobby? Well, I think that um, all buildings kind of function. Um, in the same way, like you have an entrance that leads into a sort of an entrance area that you net off into your cubby. I understand so, like, that, but they had actual like advertisements for their company. Like we're bringing you the future or something like that. I mean, this have you not like ever a, been in a company in, a, in an office building that has like motivational posters? I mean, I've never been in a building that's a secret compound on a, on a, on a mostly deserted Island. Sure. I'm just saying, like, it's still a place of employment, so I would imagine being secluded, being in a dangerous work, you definitely want to have those motivational encouragement, like, posters around. But Most places store? I've worked has them, yes. My know, last man. job literally had um, uh, signs all around the building that were, like, about security things that we needed to do, and they were all supposed to be kind of fun and, and like, silly, like, uh, like... There was one that said, stop, drop, and lock your password so that no one else can know what it is. And there was another one that says, there was a picture of like a wizard with a pointy hat and a stick. And it said, you shall not pass your security information onto others. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Your password and critical information. Again, you weren't working for a secret underground company, though. No, but I think my point is that corporate culture is going to be the same no matter where you're working. Sure, sure. But my point is that all of your evidence is... Uh, it's anecdotal, but anecdotal. it's still like real world as opposed to your dinosaur island theory. <laughs> like like, like that, that part that you're submitting is the only part that's not realistic. So like you're the trying to force realism into a thing that I isn't there. I can grant you, but in conjunction with the lobby, it just seems silly. Do, can you do you have the the page number and the exact thing? Could you read me the description of the thing that you have a you problem with? I'll find it. We've got time. We're gonna be up all night. Well, one of us is. <laughs> they stepped into the building. Inside, the air was hot and still and fetid. The lobby was small and unimpressive. A reception counter. Hmm. Directly ahead was once covered with gray fabric, now overgrown with dark lichen-like growth. On the wall behind was a row of chrome letters that said, We make the future. So this isn't even a poster. This is built into the wall. This, this, is, this, is, like, this is like going into a bank or, or a big... This is like going into Google. It's a waste of money and, and, and time and resources. It's stupid. It's stupid. If they had a hang in there kitty poster, sure. Fine. So, so it being stupid, I mean, I just... I feel like this is a weird sticking point you're tied to i'm sure i'll find more 
But yeah, this one's real weird though, because like, because like, I was pointing to your workplace. Your current workplace does have letters. It's not a secret compound. It kind of is. It's not. <laughs> it, it, people are coming in to do various things at my workplace all the time for all kinds of reasons, and they want the impression needs to be made. Yes. Scientists are being ferried in in secret and shoved in the back and given a quick uh, the the. Sp- the dinosaur spermatozoa is over there, and uh, it's the uh, bacterial compound X is over here. Okay, go to here's, work, here's scientist. What I'll, here's what I'll say: What you're completely and foolishly forgetting hmm. is how much of a showman John Hammond is, and John Hammond's not going to think that any display of his grandeur or a a statement of the mission statement of his ideals and dreams is wasted money or, or wasteful. It's a good point. It's okay. It is all the flea circus, man. Okay. You're right. <laughs> you sold me. I just want to take, take a moment to recognize how, what a triumph that was. <laughs> because I don't think a lot of people understand like what it's like to have to get through an Urbamate brain. <laughs> Look, I don't, if, <laughs> Because the thing is, I am always open to a rational and sound argument. I mean, I gave you others, but you're 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 only open to the kind of rational and, and sound arguments that you respond to. <laughs> I'm only open to the ones that work. That's another way of putting what I said. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think we're on the same page. Yes. Yes. In- entirely. Yes. Um, my last one's probably overview touchy, but since I'm on a roll, I'm going to go for it. Uh, I'm kind of annoyed at how well this chapter fits into the cracks of the original Jurassic Park. It uh, okay. Some of it did start to make a little bit of sense the way they. Uh, but but I will touch on this later. Why why I feel like it's still retconning. Um, but I what is specifically laid out here about how what we saw in the first one was like you said, more of a show um, does make sense. And I don't like that because I wanted to hate everything about this book. Well, my overview note is sort of about that. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that the last episode we did, uh, we, I spoke a lot about my issues with Malcolm maintaining his NDA seemingly mm-hmm. without justification or reason. Right. So he he finally drops it in this. It was I thought it was kind of timely that we spent all of last episode talking about that, and then the very next chapter he's like, "Cool." So uh, a couple years ago, and he he lays most of it out, happens to have most of the information and shares it. I don't like that there seems to be a gutter between the presentation of the first book being the be all end all island. Yeah. And Malcolm being the one to provide all of the fill-in information now that we're on another island. Because I don't feel like the book has earned Malcolm being the one to know all that stuff. I don't think I've seen anything to indicate that he's, besides his meeting with Levine, and his almost... uh, The book hasn't earned Malcolm, period. It really hasn't. Um, I mean, he's he's supposed to be the bridge over the gutter that you're talking about. And right. D- there's nothing here that a guy named Jerry couldn't couldn't be doing. 
my wife mentioned to me that she had read something about this book having essentially been written as a completely different character, and then they just kind of changed it to Malcolm in a rewrite oh, or something. Interesting. Now, I don't know if that's true. I didn't do any research on sure. that. I didn't intend to talk about it, but sure. but it, it, she mentioned that she had read something about that. I mean, it could be any one of the other guys who was on the helicopter and you know lived. Could be mm-hmm. Muldoon again. It could be. Uh, that would have been really cool if this had been Mold, not not Muldoon. If this had been Gennaro, sure. Think of it that way. Like who who would have known? Gennaro probably would have known about a site B. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of infrastructure. That's a lot of permits. He would have at least had lot. heard hints about it and been able to put pieces right. together. That would make a right. lot of sense, and could be probably right. talked back into going. Right. Um. I don't, I can't really believe anybody else would, maybe Wu, if Henry Wu is still alive, but he's not, he dies, right? Did he die? Pretty sure he dies. I, uh, I thought he, I don't, I honestly don't remember Wu's outcome in the book. We can look that up. There's a, there's a Jurassic Parkopedia or Jurassic, whatever. Jerkopedia. Sure. I think that's actually like more of an adult website, but. Oh, I was saying J-U-R-R-C-A, but, uh. I've been to the other side too. Even if you went to Jurassicpedia, <laughs> I want to click on Jurass. Oh, interesting. Hawker. Yeah. <laughs> First, you get the amber. Then, you get the DNA. Then, you get the cooking. And then. You get the dinosaurs. Uh, what were they talking about? Um, Gennaro. No. Yeah. Maybe. So well, I agree did, that did, that did 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 Wu die? Is where we were. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Wu died. I don't remember how that went. I think he died. I think he. I don't think he left the island. I think the only people who survived the off the island were, uh, presume now presumably Malcolm Grant Ellie. And the kids and Muldoon. Mm-hmm. Um, Gennaro also survives off the island, but he dies in between books because he died in the movie. Mm-hmm. So my my memory is that Wu didn't Wu get his head bitten. I don't remember a head bite, but I'm not going to say no. Like by what? Like a T-Rex or a Velociraptor. I, I really only remember one human death by the uh, T-Rex, which was, I think, Regis in the book. No, it's the other guy who was mixed mm-hmm. up with Regis. And uh, Gennaro. Maybe it Ed was Harris. It was Ed Harris. That's right. He uh, he gave Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio CPR, breathed amniotic fluid, and then the T-Rex ate him. Pretty much. It was a real abysmal performance. Trying to see if my internet's actually working on this new computer, this old computer. Oh, nope, here it is. It is working. That doesn't make any sense. Died August 19th, 1989. Novel canon. That's, this is very slow. The computer's very slow, so. It's probably at the end. Well, it's, it's tough because it seems like this wiki page tries to merge all of the. Incarnations. All, yeah, all of the continuities. 
And it's not very easy to pick out which one's which. He's in the new cartoon as well. Yeah. I think I'm going to abandon this because my computer is so old. Um, How I think old it's struggling. Is it? I, I think it's it's struggling to host the ads that are playing <laughs> instead of even giving me the information I want. Your computer's like, this doesn't look like Flash animation. I mean, my computer is like, you need to uninstall Flash. Adobe's not supporting it anymore. What's with HTML5? I'm Doug's computer. Dino DNA. Yeah, here we go. All right, now you can edit back to this point. Oh, is that how it works? <clears throat> oh my god, you baby. Um, <laughs> Gaga. Goo fuck you. Dr. Henry Wu. <laughs> goo goo fuck yourself. Somebody needs to be changed. <laughs> Dr. Henry Wu was the chief geneticist in Jurassic Park and the head of the team that created the dinosaurs. He proposes genetically altering further sa uh, saurian creations to make them more manageable, something that Hammond opposes. Eventually, he is killed by having his intestines ripped out of his body by one of the velociraptors. Huh. I don't remember this. Was it the off, internet remembers. Was it off page? I don't think so. It doesn't sound like it. Mm. It sounds like it was pretty graphic. But you don't remember it, right? I remember him dying. I just didn't remember exactly that way. Hmm. Somebody gets their head chopped. Oh, it was Nedry, I think. I think Nedry gets his head bitten I thought by the... Nedry got eviscerated and we read all about his guts falling out and he felt them and was like, oh shit. And I, it, it, that's it's, what I remember. I mean, being killed by a dinosaur seems to go pretty much one way. That's true. Maybe you know, there's no saying that a, uh, something bit his head, and that didn't kill him. So you could remember they, the head bite, and then he proceeded to die because they ate his tum tums. Yeah, or that there weren't more than one. There wasn't more than one wound. Sure. <laughs> like, Henry, uh, Henry anyway, wound. Yeah, Henry Wu's dead. Why are we talking about Henry Wu again? Because uh, we're talking about the other possible people that it could have been ah, instead yes. of Malcolm. Yes, but Wu is dead, so it couldn't have been Wu, and it had to be Malcolm, because Malcolm needed to survive because of Jeff Goldblum. So, um, anyway, yeah, I don't really feel like the book has earned Malcolm no, back, agreed. or or even is, like, using him in the way that it would work naturally. It's it's It does feel awkward. It feels like a square peg in a round hole. I would have I would prefer uh, his, his identical twin brother, Stephen Malcolm. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I... Uh, but I also, yeah, so I don't like that. I don't like how he knows all this stuff about Hammond and how he's our expository figure, and I just don't like it. It doesn't, mm -hmm. it didn't fit. But anyway, that's all the notes I have on that chapter. And that should bring us to the next chapter. Arby. We have the dinosaur meats. <laughs> My only note is that Two I... Velociraptors for six bucks. <laughs> What's your only note? I'm sorry. My only note is that I hate children <laughs> <laughs> i mostly just i mean i i, I didn't enjoy reading this this chapter because it's just like ugh. it's nope I, I have no notes all right then that brings us to the next chapter laboratory uh i have a page note on the first page of the chapter okay i've got a note that will come up later Right, I'm going to do, I have that. two notes because they're, they're back to back essentially on pages. So I'm just going to go through them. 
Okay. It looks like I got um, some more notes on this chapter, but you go ahead. You do, you do yours. You, you deserve a treat. I don't recall the Gallimimus being in the first book. I don't remember that being a species that's listed in the first book, but I, I do know you. that it's it's famously listed or, or shown in the film. Mm-hmm. So it kind of seems like a weird retcon um, into the sequel book. Agreed. I, I um, Again, I, I think he's writing a, 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 a book sequel to the, the film. movie. This feels more like Alan Dean Foster's Splinter in the Mind's Eye. Oh, I know what that is. I've read that book. I have too, but I was like in third grade. I don't remember much. Oh, you got to read that. Uh, well, I don't know if you, I mean, that book is really good, sort of. Yeah, um, that's kind I, of how I, on Dean Foster is. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, my memory of it is that it definitely sort of starts seeding the Luke Leia romance and in a way where they, after the second film came out, they were like, well, <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, or, I mean, I guess I the mean, third... Some of the, I mean, some of the second movie, though, you know what I mean? I guess the third movie is really where they have that clarification, isn't it? Yeah. But hey, you know, it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Rules are different. Standards are relaxed. Um. Well, I will say that uh, uh, when it comes to Splinter, uh, Splinter the Mind's Eye, is that what it's called? Or is it Splinter of the Mind's Eye? I feel like it's of. I want to say in, but I think it's of. Well, when it comes to that book, it uh, it's not it's not an awful read. Mm-hmm. It's 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 basically enjoyable. It's got some fun sci fi. It's got some fun Star Wars, but it's also not an essential read. It's not right. like like when I read it, I didn't think. Uh, this is the Star Wars movie I've always wanted to see. It was more just like, oh, cool. That's a cool, like, officially sanctioned alternate canon. <laughs> like, yeah. like what a weird thing to be able to read. Um, cool. Yeah. That's fair. it. Would it's be like, like, it's like if you got your toe into another universe. It, yeah, it'd be like if you got to see, um, O.J. Simpson as the Terminator, or yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or one, if you get to watch that movie and go, well, this isn't actually Terminator canon. I understand that. But, you know. Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones. Yes. Yes. Or or Kurt Russell as Han Solo. Like, any of that stuff where you're just like, huh, that is that is different. Like, huh, interesting. Um it's just one of those like curiosities where you're just it's like you get to you get to peek around the the corner of the curtain and go, well, what what could have been and right. isn't that interesting Th- this does feel like if they were trying to merge splinter the mind's eye and empire into like if they if they use jedi to merge both of those narratives mm-hmm. it it kind of feels like that's what lost world is right um so this is the crisis on infinite dino earths yeah but it's pretty clean i mean i have to say it is pretty it's a pretty clean up it's it's a it's a clean job of cleaning up all those loose ends into one thing. Yes, it's competent for the and most not part. messy, but there is a third factor that where it falls flat. And we can yeah, get and to that, that is later. in the, the, the not earning it with Malcolm. <laughs> well, um, it's a part of it, sure. Yeah. Um, so on, this is just a little, a silly note. Page two of the chapter. Mm-hmm. There's a, um, uh, somewhere in the chapter they use the phrase Alpha 5, which is the name of the Power Rangers robot. And I couldn't like, I could, I just couldn't ignore it. So sure. I just felt like it had to be, had to be addressed that did, it's just there. Did they have dinosaurs? 
Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. It's uh, a big part of a... why that show was popular. Okay. And and okay. was it was optioned is because sure. they had dinosaur zords. Okay. I I mean, it. The fact that I could pull Zord out was impressive to me because I did not watch that show. Um, it was just not for me. But I'm glad you found a connection. Yeah. It's it's a, it was. The success of the Power Rangers is entirely dependent on the success of Jurassic Park. Um, it would not have flown. I mean, it's what? Do you think he's referencing that Alpha 5 specifically? Well, when did this book get published? I feel like 97. Then it was definitely after that. It could you've got possibly... a copyright at your fingertips, right? You've got the book. Yeah, but I don't know if my like mine's a reprint kind of thing. Yeah, it should I don't still know say original copyright, blah, 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 blah. Lost World copyright 1995. 95. Power Rangers should be 94, mm-hmm. 93-ish, mm-hmm. but not really. More like 95, 96. Right. I think. that's. Just, I mean, that's... I don't want to try to use my old computer again. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, I, it's... I'm not entirely sure. I don't have any... I literally don't have anything I can turn to and look at in my room that would tell me. Um, I actually might. It's the opposite of literally, but okay. Oh, here we go. Hmm? Okay, so this is my... (laughs) This is real dumb. Um, This is my SHF figure uh, Red Ranger. Oh, no. (laughs) Classic. Uh, M-I-B-M-O-C... Um, figure that is from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers celebrating 20 years anniversary and here on the copyright it says TM and copyright 2013 SCG Power Rangers LLC that's some goddamn detective work so if we're doing the math yeah backwards 2013 minus 20 years mm-hmm. that means that it was 1993 which is the same year Jurassic Park came out. Right? It sounds like uh, Michael Crichton owes a debt to uh, Power Rangers as well, because he well, stole their Alpha that. 5. I think that he was probably just alluding. I think if, if, he, if it was in any way connected, it was more of a reference than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. It uh, The timeline could add up. And knowing Seth the Battle. That's G.I. Joe. It's all the same. So, um, so yeah, Alpha 5. I just, like, just wanted to point it out. Sure. I only have an overview now of this chapter. Okay, so I have this note here, which is the opposite of one of my earlier notes. This chapter did not jibe with me like the last one did. Um, I felt like this chapter does not feel in keeping with the original Jurassic Park. Just setting them loose on the island may be a realistic solution that someone uh, in the know of how biodiversity works would have suggested after reading the first Jurassic Park. Um, But in the mythology of the first book, I'm not buying it. It's not something I feel like Hammond would have done because he he was treating all those dinosaurs as so precious and unique. Right. it makes sense as a retcon, but it's it's just one of those like if there was a book three, and it might still happen, um, 
we would get a line about how the earliest dinosaurs were feathered, but the geneticists altered them to keep them in line with public perception. It was just one of those kind of like slightly messy retcons. Like, oh, no, we meant that all along. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what happened in Jurassic World. Did they talk about feathers in Jurassic World? Pretty sure that some of the raptors have feathers or there's some sort of allusion to feathers. Well, I only saw that movie one time, so I don't know. Blue is blue. There's a raptor named Blue. Okay. He's a pet raptor. Didn't, didn't every boy dream of having a pet raptor? My note <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, the we get some exposition, but not a lot. I don't even know what I really mean by that now sure. that I'm looking at it. Sure. But there's, I think it's what you're talking about. This whole like, why is the why is the island even here? Kind of thing. Why is it overrun? But, why is it right an right. ecosystem instead of a pen? Right. And at this point, I, I in my notes, it's silly because we've already read through the answer at this point. But yeah, yeah. at this point in my notes, I, I note uh, that my guess is that they have some sort of geothermal power or solar power. But uh, geothermal was the first thought because it would be it would continue to function regardless of if you did anything else. I know the thing about. The thing about, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm talking out of my ass at this point, but I think the thing with wind is you could t- essentially turn the a huge turbine off, mm-hmm. and it would just stand and get like buffeted by wind indefinitely, but not necessarily have to turn. Right. But with with like geo geothermal stuff, it's like it's going to keep making the energy. So why ever turn off the process sure. of? I don't know. Anyway, I didn't even I don't think I understood what geothermal energy was before reading this book. So Oh, really? That's a good call on your part. It's impressive. Um yeah, geothermal energy is pretty great. I know that if you go up to um I mean it's no secret where we do our podcast from, right? I don't think so. If the key, the keen-eared listener probably has a couple of clues. <laughs> well, if you I, I know that uh China Hot Springs mm-hmm. uh near Fairbanks, Alaska is has a as far as i remember some geothermal power helping run their uh facilities and see i always assumed geothermal just meant like hot springs like we have right. the hot we, what, but but not like you could drive electricity from it i just i just never honestly didn't pay enough attention in class yeah yeah no geothermal is pretty fucking sweet dude you can uh i mean it's 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 sort of inherently dangerous and caustic as we see later oh, yeah. in this book it's i mean as long as you have volcanic activity somewhere underneath you in that area you couldn't derive energy from it it's pretty cool cool i'm done with the chapter are you done with that chapter other than computer connection without cables lunacy yeah yes, i am I, I was sort of surprised that they were i mean I isn't you you mentioned not understanding geothermal sure. power i didn't understand radio computers well radio land they're just i mean it's 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 early wi-fi they just didn't have that term yet really i guess i don't know how wi-fi works like presumably i i kind of do but i didn't know that you could do something similar with radio i thought radio was like i don't know what i thought i don't understand it is the point so it's it's interesting to learn that there's apparently a thing that kind of works like that yeah Especially from 89, when those computers are were last clearly turned on. They had the mm-hmm. capability of, of being connected to. So that brings us to chapter... Power. And my first note is, for you, hey, there's your volcano foreshadowing. 
Yes. And discovering the, I mean, the geothermal, which is more what that was about, but still, I bet... I have some sort of feeling that there's going to be a volcanic eruption in this yes. in this book. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Which is not what happens in the second film. It does happen in a later Jurassic World film. Right. It doesn't happen, which is funny because the volcano isn't mentioned at all in the previous films. In ter- not directly, at least. Oh, the volcano on Jurassic World, how suddenly there is an active volcano? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. And I believe that's Fallen Kingdom. I think it's the most recent one. I think so. That's where it, that's where it erupts and blowed up. Yeah. It, it's dumb. It's okay. It's fine, I guess. Have um, you watched Fallen Kingdom? I haven't seen I don't think I've seen that one. There's only been two Jurassic World films up to this point, right? Right, and I've only seen one of them. I've watched both. Okay. I didn't. I thought the second one veered in a direction that bothered me quite a bit. Sure. But then again, I, the entire concept of, you know... Like it's it's like the 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 conceit of those films are people aren't satisfied with the high of genetically modified and engineered dinosaurs that are brought back from extinction anymore. They're not they're not psyched about that. So we've got to give them we've got to up the ante to get their like to to reinvigorate them. And it's and like it's telling the public what they want instead of just offering something interesting. Yes, it's telling the public, listen, we don't have the ingenuity to come up with a way to tell you a story that will actually be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we've mar- we've focus grouped this, and what we've learned is people don't give a shit about dinosaurs anymore, so how about scarier dinosaurs? And then later, even scarier things. If Jurassic and... World 3 doesn't have robot dinosaurs or cybernetic dinosaurs, I'm going to be upset. I don't even care. I mean, I... Come on, T Rex with like a like a metal arm and like a laser eye, like Kano from Mortal Kombat. Yes, badass. I mean, it it's not something that I want. I am. I just feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of of lost opportunity <laughs> in Jurassic Park. It's like a world of it. There's a veritable world of lost opportunity. You did good. My note in this chapter, though. Is that I'm, I was just glad towards the end when they cleared up that it was musk, land <laughs> musk, oh. that the T-Rex was smearing all over the Jeep. Because it's the, the way it happened felt like it could have been a number of different things. It did make me wonder, and I, and I know this is going to be a little bit crass. Crass me. But, but... Which is ironic because T Rexes famously have small hands. <laughs> there's a uh, a, uh, a punk life band. Finds a way. There's a there's a punk band from the like from a long time ago called Crass, and they have a song called Big Hands, and it's, it's the it's a it's a not a joke. It's the kind of reference <laughs> that I made for myself. Yeah, clearly, because nothing you've said has illuminated the picture anymore for me. <laughs> I don't listen to your hippie music. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Except the one person out there who knew knew the song, understood the that T Rexes have small hands. <laughs> like, do you think? Okay, is there a person out there who knew the song and the band, understood T Rexes had small hands, and still was able to make that connection to what you were doing, or did you explain it and they went, "Oh, I get it now"? I think there is. Because if you found that person. 
That'd be magic. I think there is, and I think I know who that person is, and I think that the, the, the only trick would be, do they listen to this podcast? Um, <laughs> right, the other crucial part of yeah. that Venn diagram. My uh, only other note uh, is page, Kindle page 159, and this passage just, I, I, I couldn't put my finger exactly, I was trying to articulate what I hated about it, and I think it wasn't until you said that uh, your wife read that possibly Malcolm was a sort of place where there was a different character and it was shoehorned to fit Malcolm later. It's when Malcolm went, chaos at work, Malcolm said, shaking his head. And it just felt like, remember, that's a Malcolm feature, huh? I mean, this, this it, it feels like it's it's wallpaper. It just it was just pasted on it there. Felt like a, it, it felt like a Malcolm macro. Yes, yes. Like, 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 chaos, I'm going to push F, F5 and it makes chaos comment. Uh, <laughs> yes exactly f4 is f4 is about uh you know the lack of uh nobody earns their scientific achievements um f6 is uh <laughs> must go faster you know must go faster <laughs> f7 is you know the the we're in an intellectual dark age and f8 is uh Sur- survive being declared dead. <laughs> Only using extreme emergencies of short-sighted yeah. authorness. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it. It really feels like what that is. The Malcolm Macro. Yeah. Um. Well, that brings us to the next chapter. Nest. Uh, I only have an overview for this one. Uh, my mine is the one note of. Down, huh? Hmm. Fuzz, as in fuzzy down. Wonder if they're going to bring up feathers. Oh, right. Or is right. this? Or is this just like a? They're birds when they're little, but they mature into lizard skin. But I see well, that well, like, he's anticipated my anticipation. It would be so much better if he was just like if he didn't say lizard skin and he said like, "Have you ever seen the head of a turkey or the head of a vulture or the head of a chicken?" Like. They're like these fleshy, or modeled or yeah, there's these pebbled, fleshy, uh, red, often mm-hmm. pinkish, like like tannish colored, like naked flesh, right? On birds that also have feathers, uh-huh. it's entirely possible that that's what dinosaurs like. It's entirely probable that that's what dinosaurs' skin was like. Sure. So why not just like start describing it that way and being and I don't know it's it's fascinating because these these books are so interesting to me in in, in this realm of like they have to like ride this line of the public has a perception of what dinosaurs look like that is incorrect and based on outdated uh, modeling but if you don't appeal to that outdated misconception of what dinosaurs looked like, you're not going to get the public to latch onto your thing and accept that it is a dinosaur thing. Mm-hmm. So you have to be beholden to this, uh, what, what, what do you call Owen? Um, Owen's imp- impression of the terrible lizard and the, the, the what, uh, what dinosaurs looked like, you know, in the 1800s. So it's kind of fascinating to see this, this incredibly successful piece of fiction that's probably the most uh 
the most successful thing about Jurassic Park is how much it popularized the idea that dinosaurs have evolved or were or, or evolved into birds mm-hmm. and how important that is for the public's understanding of the species and how it's evolved. Um, even if most people still, like I said, can't grapple or with the fact that dinosaurs don't look like big lizards or didn't often or whatever. So it's, it's fascinating to me um, that, to, to look at these points where he like has to, he has to ride that line. He has to sit on that fence in his, in the way he writes between like, man, I really wish I could write. It seems like he's, he's like thinking, I wish I could write a book where all the dinosaurs look like birds and I could describe how much they look like birds and kind of play in that playground. But I can't because no one will accept that and they'll laugh at me. Like right. it would be, it would be mocked. Mm-hmm. So it's a, uh, this is one of those moments with the with the the downy T Rex babies. The chicks. Yeah, they're yeah, they're chicks. Well, and I will say though that the dinosaurs the one of the big things about dinosaurs though is oftentimes they had teeth. Not a lot of birds with teeth. True. So so it's there's reason to see there's being some sort of like similarity closer like why you would believe they could be closer to lizards or specifically crocodilia mm-hmm. toothed lizards or, or something so anyway uh my my thought here was i just had this weird like sinking feeling of i've i really i've seen the film i've seen the film so i know what the movie's about but i just had this really sickening feeling of like deja vu of like i oh they're gonna steal a t-rex baby aren't they <laughs> like I just had this feeling of like, oh, that's what they're about to do, isn't it? This is setting me up to, to they're going to steal a chick. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then and then reading it and going like, I'm thinking to myself, oh, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is there so much about this book that's so different from the movie that I'm kind of enjoying how the different parts sure. and, and anything that like gets close to the movie feels this is stupid of me but like it feels like reading the novelization of highlander or something or sure. like yeah, yeah like reading reading the novelization of star wars and it's like i've seen this already why am i reading about it um but with this one like it i don't know why because that's not how i felt in jurassic park but again i think it's like the differences are so interesting that I, i'm kind of enjoying that but then when every time we get to like the high hide or the like the the T-Rex babies, all this other literally having two T-Rexes is a very lost world thing to have. So it's, it's, it's always going to be difficult for me to divorce the films from these books, but it would be a lot nicer if I could, if the books were just a, more different, I guess. Sure. Anyway. But I mean, you didn't have that aspect with the first book, which is a lot more like its movie, right? No, but, but I think that's partially because like, I, there was never any doubt where that book was going. Sure. Like, I mean, it, it, it definitely surprised me. Like we talked in that whole, you know, podcast series about the dinosaurs making it to the mainland and stuff like that, that is different enough. Mm-hmm. And it had some it's, it's, originality going for it. Exactly. So, so it, it's, it still satisfied my different enough um, sure. while being something that's familiar. It's like if you if you made a like if you made a Thanksgiving turkey and then like you but you pickled it or you somehow found a way to infuse pickle into the turkey meat, mm-hmm. it would so be like weird, there's why a swim- would you why okay but it would be like what because that just blew my mind I'm sorry what 
Well, it'd be like if you tried that and you were able to take the familiarity of a turkey on Thanksgiving and then like spice it up with a pickle flavor. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it would feel like, well, this is delicious because it's like something I'm comfortable with, but also this other thing that I like that's added into it. Makes sense. The problem, the problem here is I'm not really liking the old, the comfortable thing. It's, sure. it's odd. It's like, I'm not actually liking the thing I know from before. I want right. the, I want more new stuff. That's more interesting. So that's, that's at least my, my personal feeling about it right now. Do you have any more notes on that chapter? Not a one. Then that brings us to the next chapter. Fourth configuration, Levine. I got nothing. Um, here I just my note is that it seems like Levine wants to be the asshole I thought Malcolm had become. And and is it is Malcolm supposed to be a better guy just by contrast without having to do any of that personal growth we talked about last time? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's real it's, bad. It's leading credence to my theory. Which theory specifically? Uh, that uh, Michael Crichton sees himself as Malcolm and as a hero. Ah. And it's instead of showing us character depth and possible growth for Malcolm, it's actually showing us the shallowness of Michael Crichton. Right, right, right. Because he's becoming a Malcolm Sue. <laughs> Um, I will notice that a lot of these interactions that Levine has in the movie, I believe, are essentially shuffled onto the Harding character. Oh. Harding is the one. He, she's the one they're going to rescue from the island. She's the one who went ahead of time. To, <sighs> and got distress, in, really? And got him. Well, yes, but that's exactly like like Levine. She says, I didn't ask you to come. Okay. I didn't ask you to rescue me. Why did you do that? But then they get to respond with, because you actually do need our help, and so we know better, young lady. But they do the same thing with Levine. Right, but it's not as problematic with Levine. But why is it more problematic? Because she's a woman? Yes. Because they made Isn't her that a woman, sexist? so they could swoop Isn't in. That that's, a, that's my point. It's, a, it's sexist of Sp- Steven Spielberg. Why? Because they made it a woman to be in danger, because that's more like because audience wants to see a man a man going to rescue a woman who doesn't realize she's in danger because she's a girl. But the character that that information is being derived from in the novel is a is a male character, and it's not it's not treated any differently. Right, except it's that Malcolm to have is made her to make to make that character why? a woman. I just explained why. I don't. I don't agree with you. I don't okay. think that that's sexist at all. I think okay. it's kind of sexist to say that it's sexist. I understand that you think that. We'll have to okay. disagree on this. Fair enough. Um, yeah, listeners, the- write in. Who's the worst? <laughs> Deathreaders at gmail.com. I mean, because because in in the film, her her whole arc is no, you're wrong for coming to rescue me. Yes. So to but ultimately to ignore the, that. The, the the framework of the story, they were right to have done it, and she was wrong about them being wrong. I don't think that that's true. The movie, the movie itself, mansplains to her. I don't think that that's what happens. I know. You've made that clear. When was the last time you saw this movie? I didn't. Well, I mean, I must have. When it came so out, you don't you don't know what this movie actually says? No, I'm going based. I'm going based on everything you've just said. But everything I've said is saying that you don't understand what I've said. 
<laughs> no, that's that's your reaction. What you you told me about what happens in the movie, and I'm saying that's bad. Yes, but you are reacting to an incomplete picture of what happens in the movie. Sure. Because she 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 proves to have been by by telling them that she they didn't need to come rescue her and she didn't ask for it is because she's doing better than they any of them could have done in surviving in this situation and without their interference which they fuck up her capacity to survive in this environment without them they in turn change the environment to a point where she can't survive anymore because they showed up it's not that them showing up saves her from something she couldn't handle. Them showing up changes the environment to a point where she can't handle it then. And then she doesn't need them because, again, they fucked it up. She just has to go with them to escape or else she'll die like the rest of them. I mean, it's a compelling argument, but we'll have to wait until we watch the movie. I Okay, but I've definitely seen the movie plenty of times, and I can tell you that that's the, that's the commentary about, like... No, that's, that's fair, but I don't like to take other people's reviews. I like to mm-hmm. see the movie You famously made a, made a weird stink about this the last episode, so, sure. I sure did. <laughs> um, anyway... I think Sarah Harding's actually a pretty cool character I'm in a not, lot of I different ways. I all commented on the character's coolness. I don't think that anything happens to her that, in my opinion, feels... And I, again, I'll, I'll be open to watching it again with that attitude of, for some reason, being hypersensitive to anything that somehow indicates that she's not a immaculately not, feminist character. No, that's not at all... I'm not... I'm not assassinating her character at all i'm saying the movie is pigeonholing her and that's the sexist thing the movie's taking this amazing character and not treating her with respect but that's what i said you've <laughs> that's a, presented, a very strange on. you've presented a counterpoint to me and now we have to wait and see when we see the movie uh how full of crap i am or perhaps how uh, not full of crap. <laughs> I I feel like your level of full of crap is akin to the Jeep's hood. The Jeep has zero crap on it. Exactly, but it sure is messy and musky. <laughs> it does stink. That's true. Yes. Um. So, uh, next chapter. <laughs> Are you, okay. Uh, Dodgson. Also, no notes. Uh, my overview is that he is a bad guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh boy, this chapter sure reminds me that he's a bad guy. Yeah. He sure is a bad guy. I do want to see that T-Rex with lipstick, though. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> but then again, we if you want to see that, all you have to do is basically just watch the watch dinosaurs. That's a good... It's uh, a good point. I don't want to see it now. Not the mama. Why? Wow, but but I, Robbie Sinclair, he's so cool. I just didn't. I didn't. That show. I love Henson, but that show just. I didn't like it. I loved that show. Uh, that and uh, most people do, and I have no specific reason for disliking it. I'm not. It's not like it's uh, the sexist Lost World. It's just a show that did not click with me. I feel like Dinosaurs is far more sexist than Lost World would be. Well, I mean, I'm except not... for the fact that Lost World literally only has, like, if you don't count the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. two female characters, which is a dramatic... Again, and if you don't count 
Lex, who shows up as a cameo. Right. Um, aside from that, like, disparity in the gender, like, of the people in I mean, the story. I don't think that movie passes the Bechdel test. You, you, but again, you're, you're just hedging a bet because you have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I literally prefaced my statement with the words, I bet. So, yes. yes. <laughs> but the way you're betting is like saying, I'm confident in assuming. It's not really like, you're not actually placing money down. So you're you not. You want me to put, like, put money down? I'll bet you a dollar that that movie doesn't pass the Bechdel test. No, thank you, because I don't legally gamble. It's not legally gamble, it's just a friendly little wager between two chums. No, sounds illegal. I just want to make sure that when the FBI listens to this, I, I said that this is Doug talking. I said that I don't think that uh, I will be taking part in any illegal, illicit uh, gambling. No, okay. thank you. Okay. Okay. Not Keep in my on. state where it isn't legal yet. Okay. To do something like that, and I don't believe you even have a gaming license. Wow. Sounds like someone really doesn't want to make this bet. Yeah, I, I just said that. I really don't want to make this bet because making this bet would be a crime. And I'm not a criminal. <laughs> I'll get you on something. I'll get you on tax evasion. Let's go to the next chapter. The High Hide. Speaking of legal. Uh, my only note here is that, like, I guess we should assume that Malcolm overcame his fears and rational self-preservation instincts because he wanted to study dinosaurs in the hope of studying extinction? I, I guess, but he's not an extinctionologist. He's a chaotologist. I know. K-I-Titian. K-I-Titian. I think it's K-A-Titian. No, it's not K-K-A. It's K-A. It is, because it's chaos. It's not K-I-S. I study chaos. It's very chaotic. You were, you're definitely, you know, when Malcolm's making a big deal out of that huge pile of shit in the movie. Yeah. That's like what you're doing, but it's a really tiny pile of shit <laughs> that you're making a big deal out of. one small pile of dinosaur shit. Yes. Um, my note. Because you see, I like, because what happened was I made a point and you got really nitpicky about the way I said a word instead nice of talking picky. about my note. Remind me of what your note was, because I feel like I've got lost in the... It's fine. What's your note? No, what was your note? No, it's fine. It's fine. You're going to be that guy? It's fine. <laughs> this is what we're going to talk about in therapy next week. It's just going <laughs> to... I'm, I'm going to save it for... For, <laughs> for Dr. Brand. And, and when I talk to her... What's the point of saying I have a theory, but I'm not going to tell you outside of narrative engagement? Because in real life, any old thing that can happen, you could say, aha, I knew it. What do you mean? Uh, when Malcolm's like, oh, I've got a theory about this, but I'm not going to tell you yet. And other than oh, to make the reader go, oh, I wonder what it is. And then they can, they can point it out later and have an aha moment. Fucking it, it, just tell them your theory and we'll see if it plays out. And they'll go, wow, you were smart. You called, totally called that. Well, I think it was mostly just a joke. I don't think it was. I don't know if it's actually supposed to be a like real. No, I think like, he had no. He had a real he theory about the high and the high. It was on the last page. Hold on, I'll find it. Is this not the thing where the kids are talking about the why the dinosaurs have long necks? Mm. And the, and he makes the joke about like look closer or like I have no, a theory he about it. Does that too? No, this is different. This is different. Okay. Okay. 
What we have here is a population of extinct animals artificially introduced into a closed environment and allowed to evolve all over again. There's never been anything like it, blah, blah, blah. And you expect to find out in a few days? Yes, we do. How? You don't expect them to become extinct again. You mean right before our eyes? Malcolm laughed? No, nothing like that. Blah, blah, blah. I have a theory, and I think that even in a short time, we will see evidence for that theory. What evidence? Kelly said. What theory? RB said. Malcolm smiled at them. Wait, he said. Fuck you. Just tell them the theory. Fucking dick. Yeah. I see, I see what you mean. It does feel more narratively convenient yeah. like to set a breadcrumb and then I'll eventually come around to this. Whatever. Boring. Okay. I just I just not you, no. but like the the the, no, the, the idea of doing that in the book is boring. Well, I mean, I'm sure real scientists are like, here's my theory. Yeah, yeah. That's fa- what famously scientists do is they they work really hard, study a lot of stuff, compile a lot of information, write up their uh, information into like studies to be peer reviewed, and then when they submit them to academic publishings or publishers and publications, they uh, often omit their entire <laughs> fucking theory and say, mm-hmm, "I'll get around to it. You'll see. You'll thank me later." That's it from me. Um, then that brings us to the next chapter. The Red Queen. I, I think that my takeaway from this chapter is that using fiction to speculate on extinct animals, use of extreme physical characteristics seems uh, kind of boring to me, unless, unless you're presenting the theories of scientists that have already made these assertions. Is this and the then you go thing? out of your way. Yeah, okay, go ahead, and go then ahead. you go out of your way to like, like the idea is okay. I'm going to take this concept that someone else wrote a long paper about, and I'm going to distill it into normal human conversation talking style, like like a like a conversational tone. Sure. And but but if you were going to do that, it would be cool if you supported that by referencing those people who make those arguments and and their work. So you, somebody who's reading it could go look it up and go, oh, that's interesting. Do you want to explain the long neck like, theory for people who might not be reading along? Ah. Uh, basically, the long necks theory was dinosaurs grew really long tails, so they needed, so they somehow evolved really long necks so that they could counterbalance. And specifically, the sauropods did this. the The theropods, as they mention, the the bipedal dinosaurs, um, their tails were also relatively long in comparison to their body, but because they went upright, they balanced out. Right without the the tail uh without needing the longer neck and their their uh torsos and head and everything could be relatively smaller um but you'll also notice something like the t-rex has an enormous head in comparison to its the rest of its body and you could i guess make the argument that it's it's equally balancing out its tail weight but like it also has huge legs yeah (laughs) um i don't know i feel like that's my, my my question there is like I wonder what it would look like comparatively if you strung a goose's neck out mm-hmm. and looked at its the length of the goose's neck in comparison to the its body length. Mm-hmm. Because birds, you know, the thing that dinosaurs eventually evolved into, there's a lot of birds with really long necks. Uh, ostriches have long necks. Uh, swans have long necks. Um be cool if I could come up with another bird that has a long Flamingo? neck. Most most geese have relatively long necks. Flamingos kind of have long necks. Um, but they don't... I can't think of any 
quadrupedal birds. Can you think of anything that has a really long tail outside of like a snake? I guess iguanas kind of like, do, right? Like, yeah, lizards do. Lizards yeah. have really long tails and often don't have long necks. Um, they often have like squat necks, and right. they but they're on all four, so they're just sort of crawling. Um, Which is the argument made so, like, here? Right, but like, what I'm saying is that there are birds out there with long necks and not long tails, and the way and they don't fall over because what, what one of the things this book like. Or, or, you know, these theories forget about it seems like is that just because the skeletal structure d- exists doesn't really indicate what the f- flesh structure and, yeah. looks like. Yeah. So, you know, you could look at, you know, like, like the famous example is like a, a, a hippopotamus skull. Like if you look at a hippo skull, it looks psychotic. It looks insane. There's these tusks everywhere and these huge like like bony structures that make it look like there's just this monster but then you look at an actual hippo and it's this big fat piggy thing and it just it's very it, it's like okja or right. something it just looks really silly mm-hmm. and it uh but if you just were basing your impression of what it looked like off of its skull you'd have some sort of like space alien you know monster thing from like John Carter I I think what you said about the lack of attribution is really strong because yeah. I had a problem with this too, and it felt to me almost as silly as the cosmetic testing was. Like, yeah. I wanted to like put the book down and be like, "What?" But again, I can't. It could be a theory that exists, or a hypothesis. It could be. That and I, and it, I don't I know. Be, yeah. um, but again, without any kind of like, yeah, there's no guy named Backer. There's no referencing uh, Owens. None of that. It's just right. like, here's an idea. I'm like, did you come up with this, Michael? Is this fiction? Because you're not citing anything, I mean, and I'm, it sounds. I'm dumb. actually having a, I'm having a really hard time thinking of any animal that currently lives that has a really, really long neck that isn't straight upright. Right. Other than like a snake, like giraffes, but snakes don't have hips. Right. <laughs> like they don't have like, <laughs> they don't have shoulders. They don't have hips. They don't have those those sections. They are just a long. They don't. You could argue that they don't have long necks. They have long torsos. That's true. Um. That's very true. So. So the, um, cause you kind of have to have shoulders in order to have a neck, but the, uh, I can't think of, I can't off the top of my head, at uh. least think of any animals that have really, really long necks that aren't insects that also, cause again, you're talking about vertebrates, mm-hmm. not animals with ex, uh, the external skeletal structures, uh, exoskeletons, if you will. Um, so like again, swans, giraffes, ostriches, they're all even. They're not all uh, the giraffes are quadrupeds. The 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 birds are bipedal, um, but they all have straight up ne- necks mm-hmm. that can they have the muscular built musculature built into their frames to support their neck being that tall. Now, I'm also I'd also be interested to see like at this point in time I'm sure someone has done this research but looking at like uh computer generated models about where stress points would be on the animal based on its skeletal structure. Mm-hmm. So like in order to support this neck how much musculature would you need and where would it need to be distributed in order to support that much weight on one on either end. Right. Because my guess is you're going to end up with, like, those bigger animals having either, like, really 
taut lean muscles or a lot of like bulky like hippopotamus fat. Well, they also mentioned all the the uh, the fascia that helps yes. the rigid structure. Um, my point is again, just bottom line. I can't. I can't think of one. I can't think of something that has a long neck that it has to droop it along on the ground. Um, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, you. Uh, there is another predatory advantage of having your head up high. You can swivel and see more if your head's up high. But if your head's on the ground, like way in front of you, and it's really far away from your body, you're evolutionarily asking to be attacked. Like you can't defend yourself if you can't see where an attack's coming true. from. True. 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 So even if you're huge. Like, elephants, they have their uh, eyes, like, they have big bodies, and their eyes are pretty much facing forward, right? But they also have these amazingly huge ears that help them hear other things that are happening around them so they don't get surprised. They've evolved this advantage to keep themselves alive. Unless you're a mouse. Um, Yes, but I think part of what surprised... My theory is that part of what surprises elephants about mice is that they fucking can't hear them because <laughs> they're they're the, the things they hear often go like below in the decibel levels where humans can hear like below mm-hmm. our range of uh, hearing. So mice making little tiny sounds or almost no sounds probably surprises them because it's just like, what the fuck is that? I didn't expect that to be there. I also would have accepted don't get your rules of nature from cartoons. Also, well, but that's a thing that's also testable. Um, and I believe oh, has I, thought, been I, thought the mouse, I thought the mouse it's, thing it's, wasn't real. I'm pretty sure it's real. Oh, okay. And I'm pretty Never mind sure mind. Never mind. it's like it's like it's like cats with cucumbers. It's like you can oh, observe it's a snake it. thing. Right. Right. Well, that's yeah, the theory. I've heard about that once. But like, well, what we know is that they freak out at them. <laughs> we don't know why. <laughs> uh, the theory is that they might resemble a predator that they have some sort of like innate like a you know ancestral collective memory of or something mm-hmm. what, what is observable is the behavior so there is a there is a lot of documented information about or like data about cats behaving strangely around cucumbers interesting yeah i i would love to i i wish he had given me somebody to look to because I would have looked at that work. I would have probably gone out of my way to find that work and read it because I just don't understand it. it mm-hmm. I, I just would love to see a real world example of really long neck things walking. Because this is the other thing. If you're talking about swimming, entirely different situation. Like, mm-hmm. I would believe, I would I would be more inclined to believe that you could have an, an animal that was like uh, amphibious, semi-aquatic, um, that would go... And I say semi-aquatic because you can have mammals that are aquatic mammals, essentially, like like seals and shit, um, that would have a long neck in comparison to their body length. Like, for example, sea lions have really long, like, their their necks are relatively long mm-hmm. compared to, like, a seal's neck, but uh, they have all that muscle system. They have all that massive body that keeps them, like, you know, in, in line. And it is sort of, you know, balanced out. But I don't... It just seems weird. Balance seems like a weird... That's all I'm really trying to say, is that balance seems like a strange no, justification it, for it, this thing it, that doesn't make any sense. That I've never heard before or since. Right. Very odd. Um, Malcolm did have a line I really liked, where he corrected Levine and said, it's not a theory, it's just idle speculation. And I'm like, good for making the distinction. I appreciated that. It was cool. Yes. Yes. Um, Oftentimes, people confuse them in conversation. Right. 
because... Like, for example, I said it earlier. I think I said I have a theory about something, and I meant I have idle speculation. I mean, we have the colloquial theory. It's, it's yeah, it just means... But it's colloquial because idea, our... But yes, it's not a... But, but it's colloquial because our average society is stupid. That's fair. We're, we are very lazy when it comes to our own language. Like Someone misheard really something should... once upon a time and built an entire lexicon upon that. Or, like I said, people heard the word theory and they kind of guess that they can use it correctly instead of going, oh, there's a weird and useful distinction between this word, hypothesis, conjecture, guess. Like, There's all these words that kind of mean the same thing, but why bother making sure you use the right one when people will forgive you for generally using something that sort of sort of suggest the thing you mean so when someone calls you on it then you go well i kind of meant that and you go yeah but fuck you because you didn't actually say it and i welcome that criticism absolutely that's why we have a new word alert Um, sometimes 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 um and so this Getting is in that chapter? Yeah, one one more on this on this uh, chapter. That, and it's funny because it's tied into everything we've already talked about. Um, the theories and concepts in this book are interesting, but the story's weak. It's 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 like a story math problem. Uh, the narrative feels cobbled together around some ideas Michael Crichton liked. Yeah, I I I I felt that way, and then I had to remind myself that. I also had similar feelings around this point in the last book. Yeah. I, I, well, no, I, what I mean is I had feelings about it being a slow read. Slow like, read is different, but go ahead. Right. Well, that's kind of what I thought you were getting at. No, I, I, I feel it's like not, it, it's we, just, it's like an old, it's like an old science show, like the early doctor who or something where it's like, now we're going to stop down for what amounts to a science lesson in the guise mm-hmm. of a story. And so it's mm-hmm. like Michael Crane's like, oh, I like this idea, and I'm going to make the story go here instead of telling a story. Right. He's telling science with the story instead of telling a story with science, I guess, is what I'm saying. But also, I, it's not really science. It's At this point, it's still right, just right. conjecture. Yes. So that's why it's just... <sighs> it feels weird. I agree. It, it, it just it, feels... it comes back to he got paid a lot of money to put some words down on a page that had to be Jurassic Parky. Uh, maybe it'll all make sense at the end. Maybe it'll all come out in the wash. You are um, an optimistic person. I'm not. I just I would I would rather be firm in my conviction. Sure. And I, you know, like for example, like if I just heard someone describe this part of the book, I wouldn't go out and be like, "Well, that's sexist." So like like that kind of thing, I, w- I definitely wouldn't do. I would. I would do that. I, I I'd do that. Um except I was describing a movie I haven't seen in like 20 years, but still I'd be that guy. That's me. And then mm-hmm. if I get proven wrong, you know what I do? I go, hey, I was wrong. Cool. Sometimes you do that. I always sure. do that. I 100% do that. You, I, I challenge you to prove, to name a time, I have not done that. So bet you a fucking dollar I always do that. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I, I think, again, I, I agree that it's it's very weird to have this stuff in this book where it just feels like this isn't really science. It's not even fun science fiction. This is like boring science fiction. It's like I needed another like, like, 20 pages. Like, like if you wrote a science fiction book and then all you talked about was like 
like or story and then you, all you said was well like we are traveling from this planet to this planet but because it takes forever <laughs> n- nothing's going to happen like right. it's we're it's it's just going to be like this story is going to take the place over 40 years and we're not going to get to the destination in those 40 years and also it's nothing's going to happen because that would be essentially the story is that you know yeah we're just it's just like did you ever see that movie passengers no uh are you familiar with the premise yeah yeah basically the premise is uh chris pratt is in cryo sleep he's traveling from like earth or somewhere to a new planet to colonize and his pod gets cracked and he wakes up and he can't get back into his pod and it's the adventure that happens through that and other people wake up he he it it, it actually has a plot but imagine just describing the entire years mm-hmm. and years of cryo sleep. That's what this feels like. Is it's like why are we doing this? Yeah. Like is yes, this is something that could happen in a story, but why is it happening? Why are we hearing about these weird, seemingly baseless conjective theories about long neck dinosaurs and other weird shit? I don't know. Boring. See, like the I was really hoping that 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 white mucus he was smearing all over the car was going to be some sort of allusion to, you know, what could be interesting is we know what it looks like when birds shit. We know what bird shit looks like. Why are we not assuming dinosaur shit would look the same? Right. Why, why are we not assuming dinosaur shit wouldn't be this goopy white or green, like, like liquidy poopy? Like, why aren't we talking about like, do dinosaurs have like cloacas? Is Do they have like a like a one whole system or are they like, like, you know, is it a little different somehow? Like it, and, and this, I thought I was very fascinated to see if that came to be part of what he was trying to describe in this situation. Instead, it was some really yucky, like musky thing. Anal glands, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Is that a thing in birds and lizards? <laughs> I don't know. And, and that the only males have them. Cause I know in dogs, females have them. I know it's a dog thing, but like, that's a mammalian thing. Like, right. I don't know. I, I, I would be again, like, I don't know. Do crocodiles mark their territory with scent? I don't know. If he had just said, oh God, that's so much like crocodiles. I would have been like, cool. I can look this up now. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to chapter. Puerto Cortez. I only have an overview. Yeah. I don't even have that. Go my, my overview is, I guess we're still trying to get to the island. Like it just trying to get all I the pieces we had into been, play. Yeah, I thought we had already been at the island, but apparently we have to read more about trying to get to the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what? Okay, 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 okay. She's trying get to get to the island. Cool, cool. Uh, next chapter, King. Uh, my my only note here is I guess we ha- we also need to have a second Dodgson. Oh, you think that's what that is? That's what I thought it was. I thought I thought I, I thought he had more of a heart. He's going to have a little bit of a reclamation. I will say, uh, these my note. These people are boring. King's backstory yeah. is a backstory, but it's not an interesting one. I don't think I care about anyone in it. Malcolm has some holdover grace from the last book. Everyone else is fucking boring. I'm in, I like Harding. I'm interested in her. I've hardly met Harding. I feel like I've seen her do a couple of things that. She's had she's had the amount of uh, book time as Ellie and Grant have had, like 
way earlier in the book of Jurassic Park. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I if we established like her more, she might be she might be interesting, but so far, she, she's been, like, at, at the dig, and, you know, and, hey, we were saving that, that whole scene. It, there's not been much, and she's the only interesting person so far, but there's not... Ah! I don't even know what I'm fucking saying. Okay. I, 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 think that, I, I think that she's more like a petty four. Like, she's like a, a well-constructed, small, like, safe, like sweet little treat. She's just right there. You don't need more than this much to get satisfied with what you're getting out of her. I have not and got that from I, her. That's what I got, because I, I really, like, I mean, I don't know if you remember the things I said about, like, analyzing her analysis of hyenas and all sure. that, but I feel like that was really interesting and compelling and even her um early in the book her there's there's some depth to this idea that she's with this she's with Malcolm and she's observed these things about him and she's treating him like in this way where she's not prying she's not cloying she's not like the kind of partner who's like pushing to to dig up your information and really like help you process things she's just like observing and letting him come around to where he is and there's all this like was she this there's just all this maturity and interesting like character in her that's all subtly given okay i might have to i might have to recant was she this was she the the woman who was helping malcolm recuperate early in the book I think she was, and I'm fairly certain she's the one who was noticing his sleeping. Issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the same she woman. Was, she was definitely, yeah, she was definitely at the lunch with him and okay, Levine when yes. Levine. See, I forgot. I totally forgot that was. A, that's why she's not leaving a mark for me. Right. Because I thought I, I totally forgot about her. I forgot that was the same woman. I forgot that was a woman who went. I thought this was just like the the girl's hero who was off studying hyenas and she was getting pulled into this. So far, she's not. She's the most interesting, and it's, she's not that interesting for me. Right, but by your own admission, you've also failed to remember all the parts where she's in the book. Right, because they're not written interestingly. Well, I don't think that that's fair, because I remembered them, and I did find them interesting, and I I did remember. So I think I think that the, so the variable that's different here isn't the book. No, it's, 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 look, you clicked with it, um... <laughs> But it's not well written. I think we're talking about two different things, though. <laughs> like no, not no, no, being no, well no, written no, no. isn't so the same as you just happen her to not have being a developed. similar uh, brainwave <laughs> pattern to Michael Crichton, and so you're like, "Oh man, I get it." Well, that 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 sounds like uh, baseless conjecture. So no, what I'll I'm say, saying, is... I'm saying, I'm saying the reason that the front of the book <laughs> is so slow is to counterbalance the back of the book, which is a right. weapon. Yes. <laughs> it, it could also be i'll give you the benefit of the doubt here and say that we are reading this book in a prolonged segmented drawn out way that as we've mm-hmm. discussed with other books is kind of unnatural but in contrast to that i would also say that you would not have read this far if you weren't segmenting it out. I mean, I've read the whole book before and I didn't segment it then. Oh, well, fair enough. Um, so. I would guess though, this time you probably would have just been like, Nope, <laughs> Nope. I'm sorry. I insulted your girlfriend, Sarah Harding. Oh my gosh. You didn't insult her. <laughs> You're such a baby. <laughs> goo goo. Fuck yourself. 
Um, I I think that King is like a second Harding, or not a second Harding, a second Dodgson. Okay. Um, be, in a way that like I'm I'm actually kind of interested in in the Dodgson character because I feel like he was unexplored in the first book. Sure. And as a villain, because like Hammond comes in as kind of the bigger villain, um, and the dinosaurs themselves are like kind of take center stage as the threat. So I am kind of interested in how that builds upon the 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 myth um, of Jurassic Park, and just seeing seeing Dodgson like himself come come into his his own and actually be scary and be conniving and be manipulative and evil. I'm very interested in seeing how that plays out because I know how the again I know how Lost World goes and I know who the bad guy is in that movie. And it's not him. It's not Dodgson. Right. So presuming that the two characters follow a similar arc, um. Which could be incorrect, and I'd be I, I'm interested I'm interested to see if that is different. Uh, he's going to try to steal dinosaurs and take them to the mainland or something. So, um, my thought from King, my early read on King is he's more of like the the wormy guy who falls in with a bad guy and is doing things and getting bullied and pushed around by him, and then eventually will stand up, maybe to his own detriment. Maybe he'll get killed in doing so, but he'll have a moment where he's like, no, this is wrong. You can't do that. And that's the kind of, like, I feel what they've been setting up with him. I don't. I, it's not that I don't see that that is a potential or an eventuality, but I also see that they they put in moments where they describe how he he started off clean and now he's dirty. Right, that's how it like, always because happens. Because of his... Right, but because of his involvement with Dodgson, he is much more like Dodgson than he was before, and sure. you can't really, like, you can't clean that stench off. Sure. You are going to always be a fixer, a bagman. You're always going to be the guy who is, like, involved. Dodgson so, marked his territory. Yeah, like, like he, he made him, you know? Like, you can't, you can't escape now. You're dirty. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like Training Day, where he, you know, uh... uh seen it you've never seen it uh denzel washington gives ethan hawk a hit of like a cigarette or something or like a, a, a joint like he convinced him to smoke weed or something and on the job and they're cops so like that's a, supposed to be a big no-no like ethan hawk's like no that's a no-no and then he he hits it or whatever and he uh it turns out that uh you know denzel washington deliberately laced or gave him a a joint or whatever it was laced with PCP. And like the idea was now you're, now you're mine. Now, like if you step out of line, I can, I can arrest you and take you into the station and say that I caught you on the job smoking PCP and I will ruin your life. And then they'll do a drug test on you and they'll find it in your system and your life will be ruined. And you have a pregnant wife, you have a new baby on the way. You're trying to start this new job. Your whole life will be ruined. That's how I feel like, Dodgson was treating King. He comes into him and he says, guess what? You have a new baby on the way. You are going to lose your job. Um, you can, you can allow and You're not going to be able to make it back. You're too old. You've had too many failures. Yeah. If you don't let me, uh, if you don't let me control you and make you a tool that I can use, you're done. And what happened? So I'm offering you the opportunity. What happened the end of training day? Did Ethan Hawke, uh, take down Denzel? Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke did, but I feel like, King isn't the hero of this story. Oh no, he's not a hero, so, but he'll have that moment. He'll get to have that that defined Dodson moment. See, see, I don't know about that because okay. here's here's the other option. The, the, that character can also have the moment where they 
they succumb to their weaknesses and are a cautionary tale by further failing. Sure. It's true. So so you can have you can have the other arc where he he is about to die or something and in his moment of like these last moments of life he sort of makes some sort of like apology or under or, or or some sort of understanding that he has like sinned and he begs for forgiveness and that could also be how that arc goes like i i can see either way i i it could, I, it could be either i i i i'm going to i'm going to put my money on uh, he's uncomfortable with the things Dodson's already doing, and he's going to take a stand and will probably die because of it. Yeah, maybe. It's. I mean, yeah, it could be. I got another dollar. We could put it on... Uh, I'm not going to be a criminal. I'm not going to allow you to turn me into a criminal. That's fine. Dodson. Do you want to take, take a hit of this joint? This perfectly innocent legal joint? No, thank joint? you. Okay. No, thank you. I guess I'm not as smooth as Denzel. King Kong has quite a lot on you. Because there's a line from Training Day, and you don't know it because you haven't seen it. I, yeah, I'm just I'm like, okay, I, I mean, a lot of people don't have a lot of things on me. Uh, do you have any more notes? I have none. Well, then that brings us to a new word alert. <laughs> I do have one of those, which is in the form a of a word? note, so I guess I lied to you. Yes, I do. Do you want me to go first? Did, did, uh, yeah, you go first. Okay. Hold on. Before you go first, did we do diffidence last time? Yes. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. What's your word? Escherichia. Escherichia? Escherichia. Is it a is it a noun? Uh yeah, I think so. This was in the chapter laboratory. Is it like something to do with estrogen, like like feminine hormones? Uh, I don't think so. No, because it's E-S-C-H-E-R-I-C-H-I-A. Um, and this is actually going to be my note. Then I'm like, no, this should be a new word alert. But basically, it's the E in E. coli. Oh, right, right. Which yes. I, I, I didn't know. I just always saw E. coli and went, okay. So the E, the period, coli, never thought more about it. And then they're like, Escherichia right. coli. And I'm like, holy crap. Right, right. I just learned a new right. word. Okay, so you you were asking me if I knew the, the technical name of a of a of a bacteria <laughs> I uh, guess qualifies as a new word I mean I didn't but... ask you I just told you the word I didn't know <laughs> okay that's fine <laughs> it just seems a little different from the like it's fine it's it just, a new it word like I only kinda... saw the initial ever this is a new word for me sure I guess what I'm saying is that the it just feels more like a name <laughs> like but word, it's fine words. it's fine Literally Names are words. What they are. It's true. It's true. It's totally we true. Need words for things. It's we fine. Need names. The it's words. totally what's, fine. What, what's what? It's totally it's fine. Really We've fine. done this before. It's good. It's yeah, good. no, it's very, very good. Um, I believe I did the same thing earlier in the first Jurassic Park book because I mentioned there was a 
type of animal or something that they referenced, and I didn't know what it was. So you and set I asked the precedent. You, so it's, it's basically the same thing. Yes, I did. All right, you ready for your new word? Sure. All right, here it goes. Denude. Denude. Uh, isn't that to remove clothing or layers of something? Sort of. Like the denuded uh, the tree? First... Yes, exactly. That's what it was in this book. Um, the first definition, it is a verb, but the first definition is to deprive of something important. Second definition, to strip of all covering or surface layers. B, to lay bare by erosion. Or C, to strip of forest. Okay, so the next, do you have anything else to go for before we move on? No. So the next episode we're going to be reading through, uh, we're going to start at the the next chapter, which should be Decision. Uh, no, it's not. It's Harding. Yes. You're right. We're going to go from Harding to Dodgson. And Dodgson, after after the, after the, uh, the chapter that is Dodgson, comes the chapter Decision. Ah. So if you hit Decision... Stop. You've gone. You you need to stop. Yes. So from Harding to Dodgson. Don't let it be a difficult decision. You don't even have to make it. Giving 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 yes. the the listener okay. reader a uh uh-huh. a mm-hmm. mnemonic device. Okay. Well, that was a mate filled episode of Death Readers. <laughs> Yerba mate. I'm Doug. Yep. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. These reviews might seem silly, but they actually help us out a lot. Check us out on Twitter, at RealDeathReader. If you want more Death Readers content, there's more available by joining Death Readers Patreon at www.patreon.com slash deathreaders. If you hate us and want to tell us how terrible we are, please send all hate mail comments to our Reddit account, you slash deathreaders. Deathreaders.